Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Canyon School District. This is a show about what we teach, how we teach, and why. We get up close and personal with some of the people who make our schools great. Students, teachers, principals, parents, and more. We meet national experts, too. Learning is about making connections. So connect with us. the quality of schools is a measure of the greatness of its teachers, imagine what can be accomplished when really great teachers work together, pooling their knowledge, resources, and ideas to help all students succeed. The Canyons Board of Education recently approved a uniform early out Friday schedule to provide time and space for teachers to do just that. The goal is simple, student achievement, and the path to get there is what's known in the education business as professional learning communities. PLCs are commonplace in education, but for most of us, it's a jargony term that likely doesn't mean a whole lot. So we brought in a PLC expert to describe in layman's terms what it is, why it matters, and how it's done. Bob Sanju is a career educator and author. He is here with us today in the studio. Welcome to Connect Canyons, Bob. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start. Maybe just tell me a little bit about your background and experience kind of what got you interested in PLCs, and where has that interest led you? Yeah, so I got into education because of my love for teaching. So from what I, I understand, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the value of PLCs for boosting performance is kind of viewed in education as a little bit of a foregone conclusion. So maybe if you could describe um, briefly its rise in popularity, you know, the impetus behind, behind its development, and then the point, and then maybe point to some of the ways it's evolved over the years. And I think really this would be helpful not just for parents and community members, but also for seasoned educators who are listening to this podcast because so many of us terms like PLC, you know, become commonplace or when they become commonplace, they lose a little bit of their luster or the concreteness in their meaning. Sure. So maybe, um, you know, we tend to assume that we know what we're talking about, but we're not always on the same page. So. Right. Yeah. I've I've heard uh, I've heard from the authors that professional learning communities could be considered just common sense. Um, professional learning communities function um, are driven by four questions. First, what is it we want all students to know and be able to do? We have to get crystal clear on what that is as teachers. And then once we're clear on what all students need to know and be able to do, then we have to figure out a way to determine if they got it or they didn't get it. That's the second question. Mm -hmm. Third question, what if we taught it the very best way we know how and there's still some students that didn't get it? Then how are we going to respond as a school? That's the third question that drives our work. And then the fourth question, what do we do with those students who already know it? We need to deepen their learning, challenge their thinking um, as part of this process. So it's really driven by four questions. Um, each of those questions, there's a lot of depth and a lot of work that's required. As a side note, we're hoping this will also help families more easily schedule their school drop-offs and pickups. I mean, previously we had kind sure. of some late starts at some schools and early at Fridays at our elementary schools. So, And I think it also signals to teachers and counselors and administrators that as a district, we're prioritizing PLCs and placing kind of a premium on their importance. Um, but for our families out there who don't know a lot about uh, these PLCs, let's break it down in concrete terms. I mean, how will schools be using this time? Maybe give me a, a, a few nuts and bolts examples of what a PLC will look like in an elementary school or a middle school. 
Yeah, so this this valuable time is for teachers, for teacher teams to get together and and do one of those things that we discussed. Identify what's absolutely essential. Get shared clarity and define proficiency in what that looks like. Design assessments that are that are less uh, broad stroke assessments and much more targeted assessments down to the student and the skill level and then planning for intervention planning interventions where we can intervene with the student on that particular skill and of course extend the learning for those students that already know the skills so that time is just super valuable for teachers to get together and engage in this work of clarification and uh, and then design to make sure students learn at high levels and does this work usually happen like um, you know like a group of grade level teachers or does sometimes could it be yeah. you know a group of history teachers or yeah, a group of math teachers great question great question so we call those collaborative teams that you're that you're uh, describing to us but oftentimes it's just a content team so the language art uh, like I said, language arts teachers would, would get together and collaborate. Um, history teachers would get together and collaborate on those things. Now, we, we have what are called, we refer to as singletons, where I'm the only person in the building that teaches this course, right? Uh, maybe a band teacher or something like that. And 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 we encourage people like singletons, like a band teacher, to, to form what's called a virtual team, a virtual collaborative team, where they reach out to other band teachers in the district uh, that teach the same course that they do, mm-hmm. and then have conversations about, okay, what do our kids need to know in beginning band, and how will we know if they know it, and how are we going to intervene for those kids that don't know it? So they become kind of a virtual oh, collaborative team. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good point to make. Um, and I, um, kind of what I hear you also saying is that you know we're all learners. You know, student learning is impacted by adult learning, right? Because everyone's a learner, right? right? So right. Um, the whole that means the whole community and the district and the teachers should be constantly measuring student growth and the outcomes against learning goals that they've set to drive learning. And I imagine when this is done really well, it's pretty empowering for educators. Yeah, it, it really is. It is empowering. It's it's tough work. There's no question about that. Um, but it's right for kids. It's best for kids. When you say empowering, that's exactly what it is. Working together, utilizing the strengths of everybody on a team, everybody in the school to make sure our kids learn mm-hmm. pretty empowering yeah well good good well that's what we want we want the best for our students for sure so thank you again for for being here for taking time out of your busy day to be here with our administrators and of and, course and to take time here to, to interview with us so. really been a pleasure being yeah. here in canyon school district with you and working with your administrators are wonderful people and you've got a, a great community and it's just been an honor Thanks for listening to this episode of Connect Canyons. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Canyons District or on our website, canyonsdistrict.org.